morning to you. Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning. WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And I hope you're having a good weekend so far. Kind of on a, a dreary day. It's not bad out there, though. You know, it it it, uh, it feels pretty good, really. Doesn't uh, doesn't feel bad at all. A good weekend, I think, to maybe uh, get out and do a little outdoor fishing, recreating through the ice. And fortunately, uh, things are doing very, very well right now. Uh, I spoke to Jared up at, up at Fat Cat Bait here, trying to get the uh, idea on uh, the hot spot this morning, uh, places to check out, and got to you know. Everywhere. Let's just, we'll just cut to the chase. Hotspot everywhere. Things are doing really well right now. Um, Take your pick. Some of the back lakes up by Trempolo there, uh, the Three Lakes area up in there, uh, backwater areas. um, He was saying the marina down by Trempolo there as well. But I would imagine that in a lot of cases, there's going to be like a lot of those areas, similar type areas are going to be pretty good as well. Um, up and down the river here. Lake Onalaska is doing well. But the only place maybe that uh, um, wasn't really going to be active was the the main channel, and that's just because below the at least below the dam, but by Trempolo anyway, uh, it's still uh, said it just it finally froze over yesterday. So uh, I don't think I'd venture out there. But you got so many other places to choose from. Everything wonderful was what he described it as. Wonderful. So that's uh, that's good for me, especially since I've got vacation next week. <laughs> ah. So I have to do some field research. That works for me. That just sounds good. So yeah, we'll uh, get out there and enjoy. But yeah, but uh, you know, take your pick on what. Uh, what you want to fish for? It's uh, kind of across the across the board. Good. Um, the pike seem to be biting. Um, certainly, this past week they've uh, they've done really really well. Um, and it, it, tip ups mainly, and some really nice ones too. Jarrett was telling me a little bit of a uh, couple of them that uh, uh, he saw that were you know fourteen fifteen pounds thirty six thirty seven inches, which is uh, I'll haul that in any day of the week. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's pretty nice. So, and uh, so, the, the 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 northern bite, which has been kind of had been kind of slow for the last couple of weeks anyway, now is finally getting going. Saying they're hitting on everything, so you can uh, take a little bit of everything with you. And although I, I think I'd probably go with uh, with the shiners or something like that. And along the lines with the uh, with the tip ups anyway, the uh, the bass bite is doing well on uh, on shiners. Uh, so give that a try as well. Um, who knows what you'll pull up through the hole? <laughs> nice largemouth, or uh, and it was saying some decent sized ones too. So take your pick. Pull up either a northern or a nice largemouth. Yeah, that would. I could work with that. That works for me. 
And, and certainly uh, the uh, smaller species are doing well, too. Crappie is, uh, the crappie bite's pretty good. Panfish bite's getting good. And uh, decent sizes as well. Um, so he was saying they're working with a new guy, and I, I'm going to dig into this a little bit more, but uh, it was, uh, you know, just using like those little panfish persuaders and little plastics um, to uh, uh, entice those crappies to bite. So, but that, uh, you know, hey, that sounds, that sounds good to me. And I'm, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of folks out there this weekend uh, enjoying the opportunities that are there. So, and you know, hopefully you'll be, uh, you'll be able to be one of them. As far as uh, uh, walleyes go, I'm looking at some of the uh, other reports a little further down river anyway, down uh, uh, below Genoa and down in that neck of the woods as well. The walleye bite is is pretty decent. Uh, Sauger along with it. Um, and most guys are just simply doing uh, just some vertical jigging with uh, hair jigs tipped with a minnow. Nothing terribly complicated about that. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're fishing below the lock and dam. Uh, same for, uh, the, the sauger bite as well. Just the, the hair jig and, and minnow, uh, maybe try a, a jigging spoon as well. Um, but, uh, can't really, haven't really gotten any reports as far as decent sizes go, but I'm sure they're, they're not doing too bad. Um, so that's, uh, the perch bite. Hey, if you can luck into that, you know, find a, a good perch bite that uh, that seems to be good. They're fishing a little bit deeper right now, um, so but but you're able to pull them in through the ice anyway. Uh, again, those are going to be hanging out. They'll they'll be hanging out in those backwater areas. Uh, and um, I guess I didn't really talk about this, did I? No, I, I talked a little <clears throat> about the the fish, but uh, the ice is. Uh, uh, Jarrett was saying all the all the reports he's seen and heard. Uh, the ice is uh, is really good. Um, didn't get much, you know, last weekend in the way of snow, so I think that uh, that was a good thing anyway, uh, at least in our area. And my buddy Jeff uh, up by Trempolo, uh lives up by Trempolo there, and they didn't get much in the the way of snow either. So that uh, certainly is a good thing as far as making ice and and. Definitely had the the cooler temperatures this past week, week excuse me, and uh, it's uh, uh, given us the opportunity to get some some really good ice made this this past. We it's just you know several solid days of below zero te- or below freezing temperatures. Pardon me. No, I don't want several days of below zero temperatures. We'll have that soon enough. Thank you very much. But um, temperatures anyway that are you know below freezing so we'll we'll have some good ice made and that's uh that's a good thing but again just you know be careful if you're uh if you're headed out there take the spot along it's still relatively early in the season and and certainly when you get in some of those backwater areas too where uh um you know there's little springs bubbling up and things like that that's you just have to be careful about that So keep that in, in mind, but yeah, you know, gosh, get out there and enjoy it. Uh, there's some, some great fishing opportunities uh, this weekend here. And like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, 
next week with some time off, getting out there and doing a little fishing myself. And weather should be fairly decent. So, good stuff. Yeah. So, thanks, Jared, for the, the fishing report this morning. Uh, and certainly, if you want to uh, check out Fat Cat, uh, that's definitely a, a place to get some some great bait. I love that. That's a great shop. I mean, that's just a nice, a really nice shop. And they will give you plenty of information that you will uh, be able to use. Well, excuse me a second here. I've, if I turn the mic off for a moment, it's because I'm trying not to sneeze my brains out here. Oh, my goodness. Ah, been fighting this the, the last week here. So, ah, okay. Moment has passed. There we go. Okay. <coughs> Live radio, sneezing on air. We'll, we'll try to avoid that very much. Anyhow, uh, so yeah, fishing is uh, is good right now. Get out there and enjoy it. Uh, you've got plenty of opportunities and, and plenty of places. Didn't haven't really heard, uh, you know, some of the other uh, spots. And, and you know, if if somebody's got uh, got that information, hey, give me a shout here seven nine six two five five eight here at the station seven nine six two five five eight and. Uh, if you've like been down to Stoddard or Brownsville, uh, some of those places, maybe a little further you know, south of here, um, and I'm sure the fishing is probably very good in those those spots as well. If it, if you know, Trempolo and, and Lake Onalaska and those places, yeah, you know, and, and Lake Onalaska is always a great place to check out ice fishing. But you know, if people have been heading a little further south, um, yeah, I, I haven't, I didn't really get a chance to get a report on on any of that, so. But, you know, conditions-wise, anyhow, um, things are, are very, very stable at the moment. Um, it's down sitting at, oops, keep bumping the microphone there, uh, 5.6 feet, and the flow is eh, probably about uh, 35, 40 in here. Let me double check. No, they don't have it listed here. So, but... You know, so good conditions out there, and I, you know, and that's you know for the main channel. So that'll be icing over here pretty soon, and uh, getting uh, getting good out there. So you know, the backwater areas are going to be, you know, with the flow down, the, the backwater areas are going to be making some pretty good ice there. And yeah, like in the uh, boy, five point five point six for the rivers. I can't remember the last time it was that low. <laughs> you know, I mean, we just haven't seen that for. Uh, for so long, but and again, that you know, and maybe maybe that's part of the reason why things are uh, are as good as they are, or at least that's one element anyway. That you know, a little less uh, water for the fish to hide out in, and just concentrates them a little bit more and more, and that makes it better for uh, for you and me when we head out there and do a little fishing. So, good stuff. I'm going to take a, a short break and then come back with more of WKTY Outdoors in just a few moments. Stick around. Got a lot of program here between now and 9 o'clock here on WKTY. 96.7 FM, 580 AM.
It's the time of year outdoorsmen begin to lose their patience. Deer and duck hunting is over and the boat is in storage. The ice angler knows what time it is. It's time to fire up the jiffy, find the tip-ups, and line the jig poles. It's time to hit the frozen pond. Before you do, stop at Fat Cat Bait and Fishing in Trempolo. Jim and his crew have locally made jigs, lures, and live bait to outfit any ice angler. Jim's local fishing knowledge along with healthy live bait keeps fishermen in the game year after year. Fat Cat Bait and Fishing opens 6 a.m. seven days a week. Mainstream Trumple or at fatcatbait.com. City life, you're in the thick of it. Neighbors can be friendly, but you prefer them further away. You're looking for something more quiet, more relaxing, room to stretch out, absorbing the vibrant colors of all four seasons. Talk to Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors. Land for hunting, farming, or that perfect country home you imagine every time you hear your neighbors. Whatever you're looking for, Tony can seek it out. Get the plot of land you've always wanted and can finally afford. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Hey kids, I was thinking, um, maybe we should go to the Rotary Lights tonight. I love that live nativity scene. Santa Claus! I'll go check the cupboards for some canned goods to donate. The holiday season is about family and caring for others. I'm Scott Kish, and at Schumacher Kish Funeral Homes, we'll be there when you need us the most. And from all of our families to your families, Merry Christmas! And Happy Holidays! If you cheer for the Packers, Brewers, or Bucks, don't miss the Bill Michael Show. In the meantime, uh, Mike McCarthy said he's encouraged by the uh, the return of Trevor Davis, so to speak. You know, I thought for the first you know, day back, especially up there, uh, I thought he handled the ball cleanly. Uh, you can see the confidence that he had some in, in some tight you know phone booth catches there in return. So yeah, it, it was great to have him back, I and mean, he, he definitely makes a difference for us back there. Didn't fumble the ball. Looked better than Ty Montgomery. That's it. <laughs> He's the best we got. And he didn't fumble the football. How are we looking? Uh, in the meantime, he also discussed Kyler Fackrell, who has just come out of nowhere to be a sack machine. Kyler's always been flexible. I mean, there's nothing that for his skill set that he can't do. With, you know, Talk Wisconsin sports with a big unit weekdays from eleven to two on WKTY. And be aware what he does on special teams. So I mean, he's a four-down player with a with a with a ton of flexibility and. Twenty-three at WKTY ninety-six-seven FM five eighty AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And we're talking the goodness of ice fishing here this morning. And, and uh, just uh, you know, uh, as we to me, this is kind of, you know, it's now we're finally starting to get ramped up here. Uh, Last few weeks, it's been kind of. Eh. I guess I err, I always kind of err on the side of caution, which is you know, it's the way I am. I don't really want to want to fall through, you know, and and I want to you know catch some fish obviously as well. So now you know we got things taken off and things are getting good. So you know, and certainly, uh, certainly one thing you, you definitely have to keep in mind as as we are in the early season here. And, um, you know, first ice, you know, safety has to be that primary concern, even above catching fish. Um, and, and certainly, 
you know, I, I, I think we're probably okay in, in the backwater areas. Um, but again, like I mentioned before, there are, are springs and, and things like that that you just kind of have to be aware of. Um, but and, and certainly if you're going to be fishing out anywhere on the main channel, just really be careful out there because uh, that's uh, that's going to be a little a little treacherous. Here. That current can uh, really eat away at the ice. We're starting to see it's finally starting to ice over, and I think we'll start to you know see some decent ice there. But yeah, just uh, just be careful. And certainly, you know. You fall in. I mean that 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 is not something you want to mess with. I mean that get your body heat and just that shock and everything just takes it right out of you, just like that. Even for somebody who's you know in good shape, and uh, I don't think I would qualify for that. But so I want to make sure I don't. So, but yeah, just uh, uh, you know, again, just. Keep safety in mind when you're you're heading out there. So, uh, but let's uh, let's talk a little bit uh, today as well, and and just I'm going to cover a kind of a bunch of little topics here and there. They're all kind of well, it's all related to ice fishing, of course. But um, you know, just going to be jumping around a little bit here. So, in talking a little bit about producing more panfish as you're headed out to ice fishing this season. And I've, I've I've talked about this before, where uh, you know I've got my panfish jigs and lures separate from my other bass and other tackle. It's just you know nice thing about all those panfish jigs and ice fishing jigs, besides using them year round, of course, um, is that uh, you know they're small and compact and travels really really well. I've said this before too, because I, I don't get out for long periods of, of time with really any consistency. Um, and I'm hoping to maybe change that a little bit next week anyhow. But, um, and because of that, I don't tend to use uh, live bait for fishing. It's just not really beneficial for me. I just can't, can't do that. Uh, so far, you know, in, you know, in ca- some cases, anyway, it, it's not not a problem. There are times when, yeah, I will definitely uh, uh, make the effort to to get some live baits, some minnows primarily. Um, but you know, I've got spots that I go to that are are productive, and that that seems to be you know the 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 main go to thing is uh, is the minnow bite. And those are going to be the first places I'm going to check out too when the uh, you know with the ice and I think we're in, in, in that area right now. So, but the spots I have in mind are, uh, you know, have shallow water with a, a deep drop off close by. Um, I know I'm going to have to go deeper to catch some of those fish, but that isn't necessarily going to be a problem. Usually, uh, I've got, you know, small jig head 64th or 32nd of an ounce. Um, even have a few one, one hundredth of an ounce ones as well. Just really small ones, uh, that, I think I'll probably need later in the season, but for now, I think you can get away with uh, you know, 64, 32nd of an ounce. Um, you know, may need to put a little small small piece of split shot to help get it down deep there. Um, and with the exception of crappies, which can locate in really any part of the water column, 
panfish are found close to the bottom. Uh, they're going to be hugging the uh, hugging down there. That's where, uh, and you know, within a foot or so, usually, and and that's because that's where the warmest water is is going to be. I mean, it's all relative. It's thirty three or thirty two point one. You know, um, makes no difference. It's cold no matter what for me, anyhow. But for the fish, eh, it's all relative. That's but that's and that's where you've got to hunt them, hunt them down. Um, and part of the fun of uh, is that is I'm guessing you know there are other fish, uh, maybe the odd bass, walleye, or even a northern that might be interested in my bait. And, and certainly from the the fishing report uh, today, anyway, you know. Northerns will jump down on anything. And like I said, the odd bass and, and everything. But like I said, you know, and it's weird sometimes for me anyway, because I've, I've always, every once in a while, and it usually happens once or twice a year, uh, at least during the, and certainly during the open water season, um, and wintertime as well. You know, out fishing and just, you've got, you know, Maybe a tiny lure that's what maybe, and, and you know if I'm fishing with an artificial, you know maybe an inch long or something, and this big old bass will just come in and chomp it right down. Kind of fun, but uh, you just generally don't you know you expect the, the panfish, crappie, that kind of thing. But every once in a while you get that that bass in there looking. Maybe it's an appetizer or something for that. I don't know. Always interesting, but yeah, you know, and, and you know, or you're using waxies or you know, small chunk of minnow, whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, and this time of year too, you know, lots of folks use waxies, minnows, or leeches to to bring in the big ones, and um, and I'd probably agree with you most of the time if you know you were using minnows to fish for walleye or soccer, you know. But panfish, though, they're small eaters, small mouths and all, so small bait, of course, is the the key. And for me, anyway, just because the way I the way I fish and, and and everything, I've got more confidence in artificials than live bait. Um, so that's just that's just how I roll, or how I cast. Maybe maybe is a better way. But anyway, <laughs> um, but regardless, bait is a you know bait too, and it, it can be an artificial or live, what have you. But bait that leaves a good scent trail is uh, a good way to bring fish in. Um, any, you know, and there are a ton of them out there. You know, all the Berkeley products and things like that that I always have luck with. Um, they leave a good scent trail, but, you know, waxies, maggots, they give off their own special scent. Um, the plus side, you know. The plastics and artificials will last much longer than live bait. You know, I can catch maybe a dozen panfish before having to change out the lure. And I don't know about you, it's just kind of a pain in the butt uh, to have to be changing out bait after every hit or two. Another thought is is, uh, just kind of double dipping, if you will. Tie together a couple of uh, uh, 80th ounce jigs six or eight inches apart, tip them with maybe a little uh, finesse plastic tail of some kind or another. Uh, or, or maybe try one of each. You know, 
Try an artificial and try a live bait. You can do that as well. And certainly with those little finesse plastics, um, God, you do, you, just, you just don't, you know, the current under the water, you don't even have to do anything, and they've got action. They're great to uh, great to use. And depending on the, the water clarity as well, uh, you know, even let one of those little tiny jigs hit the bottom. You know, kick up a little small bit of debris or something, and uh, when it hits it off, can, you know, you know the sound and, and just the, the visual cues will, will draw in some fish. And you can either pull it back up or just let it sit on the bottom and wait for the fish to kind of swoop in and take it. Um, I guess what I'm ultimately saying is, you know, don't overlook using artificials for bait this time of year. Have some width. I mean, they, you know, they're not, if you're, if you're going pan fishing, eh, they're not that big. They don't take up a lot of space. So keep that in mind as well. Another thing too, you know, if you don't have any kind of, uh, glow-in-the-dark jigs in your uh, tackle box. You're missing out on an opportunity, I think, where you can succeed, where maybe others have been skunked. Definitely true uh, in the early or late parts of the day. Um, and, I, and and maybe not so much now with the middle part of the day, although it's going to be cloudy today, so something that, that wouldn't be bad, but on a, a sunny day, Right now, we just don't have a lot of snow cover on there, so the light penetration, such as it is through the ice, you know, isn't going to be too bad. Um, but yeah, you know, either end of the day when the light is just, it's not there, it's it's dark, and certainly with the ice, it's going to be diminished anyway, but you know, on a cloudy day like this, um, even more so throughout the, throughout the day, but yeah, you know, it's it just... Um, it can be helpful. Crappies can, you know, still pick out a bright jig head in low or no light conditions. So if they can eat, see it, they can eat it. You know, it also works too for uh, stained or dirty water, or if you're working weeds, just to, uh, you know, having one of those brightly lit jigs can uh, always draw a look from a fish. Hopefully, a bite, but you get the idea. Um, and there's a bunch of, of different ones out there. Uh, that that you can use uh, that all are 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 good to use. Uh, I use greens and reds primarily. Um, there's also uh, now glow bait go on the jigs, and you can play around with the the different colors as well. You know, maybe a green jig head, and if there's something red, you know, just to just to pick some of that con, you know, something with a little contrast that makes it stand out a little bit more from uh, uh, everything else that's. Uh, that's out there, you know, and certainly that can trigger a, a good bite late in the day. Uh, the key is, uh, if you're going to do that, if you're going to use those glow jigs, uh, use a good bright white light to, to charge them up. Um, nice LED flashlight. There's so many, and they're dirt cheap. Uh, a good example, uh, small and bright. Probably something good to have with you, regardless of whether you fish with glow jigs or not, and Nice thing is they're pretty cheap and fit in your pocket, you know. And and I bought, and I just for what I do outside sometimes uh, with uh, my photography at night is I get these you know cap lights that you just clip on and everything. I don't know. I, I've gone through like I think three or four of them in the last year, 
and made the mistake of their plastic clips, and the clips break, which is really annoying. They're nice lights, but the, the clips break, and it's like, ugh. I finally found, finally found some with metal clips uh, of all places at, uh, at Walmart, and they were like a buck a piece. They're pink, but then again, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, do they work? Do they shine bright light? Yes. Okay. For a buck, that'll work. You know? And if they get beat up or broken, eh. You know, just replace the batteries every once in a while. I'm good. I can work with that. It's like, they'll fit on the cap and away you go. So, good things to, uh, good things to have. Yeah, but yeah, those, those LED flashlights and things like that are, 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 are cheap, but yeah, and really easy to to charge up those lures and it's good stuff. Another thing to uh, to keep in mind, especially for uh, light bites this time of year, is your line color. A high vis line offers you the opportunity to see, you know, just that that subtle motion of a horizontal or vertical lift, uh, or I should say, a horizontal bite or a vertical lift. Um, unfortunately, you know. Especially this time of year, we get we get some really clear water, uh, just because there isn't a lot of current and and uh, it just it just everything all the debris and everything just kind of settles down, so the water gets it's fairly clear at times. Um, you know, unfortunately, the fish can also see this line in in the clear water. Um, you know, certainly the older, more wary crappies can. Um, so what you could do to minimize the problem is to tie on a, a, a swivel onto the end of your high-vis line then tie on a, a couple of feet of um, clear line, you know, uh, some kind of low-vis line. It won't make any difference necessarily to you, but uh, it certainly will to the fish that are uh, looking at eating what you got hanging out down there. And you still get the benefits of uh, a nice high-vis line on the top above the ice anyway, where you need to see it. So that's uh, also something to keep in mind. A couple of other uh, things here to uh, pass along. Little, Like I said, little tips jumping around this morning. Uh, but there are a couple of techniques for jigging that might be worth looking into. Uh, first is to kind of make that jig dance, not up and down or side to side, but just to kind of get it to, to shake, if you will. You know, put a little boogie in it. I'm boogieing in the studio here this morning, and I'm glad it's radio. So, <clears throat> anyhow. Um, but, yeah, think about the motion. You know, if you had the rod in your hand, your bare hand, and it's shaking from the cold because you've been pulling fish out of the water uh, without a glove all day long. You know, on a small, light ice fishing jig, even a small movement can uh, can make that jig dance. And I know there are a little uh, uh, vibrating attachments that you can uh, you can attach to your rod uh well that will do the the same thing just give that little vibration in there just to give it a little bit of motion um it's not and, and i'm not saying you know it, it, it's just like i said it's a little vibration just a little something to make that tail or whatever you've got uh kind of sh- move around a little bit it's not a lift and drop certainly uh it's just it's more of a finesse kind of a move a little bit different action uh, in other ways, you know, you can also, you know, if you want, just kind of tap the rod a little bit, uh, 
put a little zip in the lure, if you will. And certainly, again, some of those lures, like the ones I was talking about, some of those little finesse tails, you don't even really need to mess around with that. It's got, they're, they're small enough, they're light enough that they've got that kind of action with really even the barest amount of current. And that's what I think makes, makes them so deadly, you know. And uh, just to kind of to wrap things up here a little bit, um, keep in mind, too, and we talked about this a, a bit yesterday, or yesterday, last week anyway, and if you didn't, weren't here to listen to Tackle Terry Tuma and I talk, um, you know, is the importance of sound. You know? Certainly during this early part of the season when there's going to be a lot less ice than than normal, or then, you know, later in the season, I should say, pardon me. Um, but yeah, you know, and the early part of the season is when many of the panfish and larger predators are up shallow because that's where the food source is located. Um, so, you know, it might, might, might not make much difference when the ice is thicker later in the season, but again, with only several inches, uh, and I'm, you know, and by that, I mean, you know, four or five, six inches, which isn't all that much. Um, when you think about it, uh, that sound that you make will get transmitted through the ice and it will spook the fish and put them uh, uh, in a non-feeding mode or chase them out of there. One thing to think about, too, is, and very fishermen do, especially the ones who don't have a shanty and just sit on the open ice, is that uh, uh, the fact that you know they just opened a hole in the ice or two or three. You know? Perhaps... Uh, well, I guess we had a little sunshine for a little bit yesterday or the, the day before, and we'll maybe see a little bit more tomorrow. But, um, you know, on a day where there's a lot of, you know, sunshine that can penetrate down through that open hole, you know, toss in shallow water, the light, the noise, and it can, you know, really put a, a, a damper on fishing. Uh, one tip I found is, you know, once the hole is open and, you know, you know the fish are there but just not biting, just put a little slush or ice back into that opening. Cover it up somehow. It'll uh, uh, knock down that light penetration and turn an empty hole into more of a more of a productive one. So, and, and you can open that, and you know, you got to sput along. It's not that hard to open that up really quickly and and uh, chip some of that stuff back out. And it's certainly going to be a lot less uh, noisy than firing up the auger and burrowing down through there. I mean, you got to do it when you know you first get out there, uh, you know, and there's there's no holes there again or any, you know, totally get that. I mean, that's you got to do it. That's the only way you're going to do it. But um, you know, drill your holes ahead of time, and then just uh, cover them up, clean them up, you know, or cover them up somehow that that it's just it's really easy to to clean them out. And uh, if you need to move, yeah, go for it. That's where, you know, having a spud or something along those lines is uh, is good to have besides the besides the auger. So. But again, that's uh, going to just reduce that spook factor. Big time. Okay, uh, it is uh, 844, uh, coming up on 844, and uh, time to take a break. Be back in just a couple of moments here with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM.
somebody needs space. Your ideas need space. Space to grow, to go from a concept you have to a thriving business. Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors can help you find that space. Right now, he can help you get into leasing a 4,800-square-foot heated warehouse with offices in La Crosse. The right amount of room to fulfill your dream of your own business. Whatever you're looking for, Tony can seek it out. Get the location you've always wanted and can finally afford. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. If you'd like to talk smack, then don't miss the Jim Rome Show. Jerry Kramer, my guest. You're a kid who was born in eastern Montana. You grew up in Sandpoint, Idaho, and now you're going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. How crazy is all of that? You know, I got a birthday card about 10 days ago from my sister, and there was a picture of a two-year-old pumpkin head standing on the porch in Jordan, Montana. Now, Jordan is... 352 people at that time. And I've got a custom-made pair of overalls on, custom-made by my mom. I got a custom-made shirt made by my mom. And I'm standing there with kind of a quizzical look on my face and a little bit of a smile. And I just looked at that and I go, wow, what a journey. I couldn't imagine that. I mean, dream it. It was such a huge leap. It's been a wonderful ride. This kid's mighty happy. Don't miss the Jim Rome Show weekdays from 2 to 5 on WKTY. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or a plot of land you've always wanted. And back on the program here, shifting gears from fishing to uh, deer hunting and deer management. Anyway, uh, don't know if you saw this earlier in the, the week here, a couple days ago, that uh, a wild deer harvested in Houston County uh, back in the middle of November has been identified as a uh, presumptive positive for chronic wasting disease, according to the Minnesota DNR. Um, and that is the uh, the first time that's been tentatively found anyway in uh, in Houston County. Um, official confirmation. Still haven't seen, this came out a couple days ago. I still haven't seen if, if that was the case, uh, but they were waiting on tests, so it might have, it might be early next week on that one, but um, the hunter's been notified, and the DNR is uh, making arrangements to pick up the meat and the carcass. Uh, it, like I said, it's the first detection of uh, of the disease in Houston County since testing began in 2002. Um, and uh, the plan is at this point, according to the Minnesota DNR, that if it is confirmed positive, the DNR will offer landowners shooting permits in the area around where the deer was harvested and continue to collect samples as opportunities arise through uh, uh, deer vehicle collisions and archery harvest. And the DNR is also considering, will also consider, I should say, uh, special hunts in January or February, depending on results from additional samples. So the according to the DNR, the buck was harvested uh, about eight and a half miles from a Winona County deer farm where a deer tested positive for CWD in 2017 and uh, about... Uh, about 10 miles from the Wisconsin border. And, of course, we all know that there's CWD in Wisconsin and, and northern Iowa as well. Uh, 
11 other deer were harvested off the same property uh, in that in the in that area uh, none of which uh, tested positive for CWD so and you can you know if you want more information on that you can go to the Minnesota DNR mndnr.gov slash cwcheck and that will have uh, have the information on that uh, so that will uh, keep you informed on that also along those lines uh, is part of uh, the Minnesota DNR's efforts to uh, limit the spread of chronic wasting disease in southeastern Minnesota there's a special couple of Deer hunts coming up um, on uh, later in the month, I should say, in uh, a couple of different areas uh, around the Preston area, Chatfield, um, fairly large area. Harmony, Canton, Mabel is in that area. Uh, stretches all the way out to Spring Valley and Stewartville. Um, but again, uh, late season CWD hunt. It runs from the 21st through the 23rd and then the 28th through the 30th. Um, but residents and non-residents can participate in the hunts. Uh, the hunts are just, like I said, one step the DNR is taking to uh, help contain CWD while it's relatively concentrated in a geographic area. And uh, The DNR, uh, they did it last year as well, uh, but they made the boundary for these special hunts this year a little larger than last year's special unit on account uh, uh, to account, I should say, for the new CWD positive deer found outside the established disease management area, uh, known as Permit Area 603 in Fillmore County. So, uh, you can, and again, you can find more information on this at uh, the Minnesota DNR uh, website if you're interested in participating in the hunt. Um, so. There is, uh, there is that, something to, uh, to keep in mind. And uh, along the lines of, of hunting, uh, just in at least jumping over here to Wisconsin, uh, black bear and wild turkey hunters are reminded to submit their applications before midnight on December the 10th. Um, so you got to get that. And if you haven't already, um, I got my spring turkey in already here, so looking forward to uh, that and uh, next year. Year's hunt in April and May. And uh, again, you can go to uh, uh, the the minute, or I should say the Wisconsin DNR website anyway, or gowild.wy.gov or uh, through a uh, authorized license agent. uh, And uh, right now the DNR is is still trying to determine the... uh, the quota, anyway, for the 2019 bear hunt. So, uh, and again, if you haven't uh, haven't filled out the paperwork yet, get it in, because <laughs> it's going to take you a while to uh, to get your license. So, it's uh, always a challenge. Not so for the turkey. Turkey is, you know, plenty of those. So, keep those in mind. Anyhow, it is uh, 8.52. Got to take another break. Come back in just a moment to wrap up WKTY Outdoors for the Saturday. Stick around. More coming up on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM.
most people don't associate dentistry with humor. That's Dr. Terry Cowgill. I thought it would be a nice way to get our name out there, and it worked. Hi, I'm Chuck Meppard. The most expensive part of advertising isn't what you're spending. It's nobody paying attention. We've been consistent with that, and that's very important. I mean, people just hear, frankly, hear my voice, and they'll know who I am. It was the most impactful type of advertising we've done, and I still do it because it works, and it'll continue to work. Learn how to take your good local business and turn it into a great local brand with a Brandsformation from the experts at Midwest Family Broadcasting. I even had an experience that really kind of hit home. My son was having surgery in Rochester, and right at the time where the nurses were wheeling him off to the operating room, the nurse turned around and said, Cowgill Dental keeps you smiling. Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Save on quality Masterforce hand tools. All Masterforce professional mechanics hand tools are designed to meet or exceed industry standards and feature a lifetime warranty. Right now, get 11% off all Masterforce hand tools and get 11% off everything. Now at Menards, good through December 8th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Join WKTY in showing support for outstanding student-athletes in the Cooley region. Each year, the WKTY Sportscaster Club provides college scholarships to eight area high school seniors who excel on and off the field. We have now given away a total of $100,000 in college scholarships to deserving athletes. You can show your support by doing business with our Sportscaster Club members, including Wafer, Advanced Plumbing Systems, Ultra Federal Credit Union, Audio Video Pros, Bagnevsky Heating and Air Conditioning, Bluffside Tavern, County Financial, Megan Shasso, Designing Jewelers, Firefighters Credit Union, Five Star Telecom, Bossom Funeral Home, Pratt Lumber, Mr. Electric, Riverbank, Schneider Heating and Air Conditioning, Schumacher Kish Funeral Home, Costrude and Temp, Vernon Communications, Western Technical College. The WKTY Sportscaster Club, honoring outstanding student athletes in the Cooley region. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. It is 8.55 and you're listening to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. Just uh, got a couple minutes left to go in the program. Again, you know, if, if you're, uh, you're thinking of heading out this weekend to uh, uh, do some ice fishing, man, you've, you've got a great weekend to do it. Uh, weather-wise, it's <laughs> certainly going to be nicer than... Then last weekend, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, yeah, cloudy in 27 today, sunny in 30 tomorrow. Not much of a breeze or anything like that, so wind chill factor, not much of an issue. Of course, if you've got a shelter or a shanty, you're fine, but even if you're sitting out on the open ice, it's not going uh, to be too bad. But, no, the next several days uh, should be pretty good. <clears throat> and the nice thing is, is that again, even with that snow, they're just you know it. it we just didn't get that much in the lacrosse area, so that it didn't really mess the ice up. The ice is good, and again, to uh, to kind of go back over what I was talking about at the beginning of the show here, 
ice fishing is is really good right now. Um, and uh, take your pick on species. You know, I, you, know, you got some tip ups. Slap a shiner at the end of the line there, and you know if you're lucky, you'll be able to pull in some uh, some nice northerns or maybe the odd bass or two. That seems to be. And uh, when I was talking to Jared up at uh, Fat Cat up in Trumple this morning, he he said that uh, there were some younger people, I, I don't know, the younger kids or, or whatever, but you know they the other day they, I think he said they they had pictures like they caught, you know, twelve fourteen crop or crappies. Uh, Northerns, decent sized ones, um, so that's uh, that's always good to see. That uh, finding some, and you know what, you prepare them right, they taste pretty darn good. There's no doubt about that. And certainly the uh, the crappie bite is uh, picking up. I think I need to put on my Christmas. I still need to put on my Christmas list. Getting one of those little underwater cameras. I really think that. Um, I learn more about fishing and how fish react to to lures just with those little, even with those little tiny cameras, you know, that you can hold the monitor in in one hand. Uh, Man, that's cool. My buddy Jeff's got got one, and, you know, it was was just, I'm a TV junkie anyway, but that is just a a cool piece of technology. Certainly, uh, it's cool to have, open water season, but in ice fishing, that's, that's cool. I mean, you can just get so much information there that you can't, you know, you drill a hole in there. So what do you need to do? Stick your head in the hole and <laughs> that's kind of cold. So the camera works pretty, pretty well, but, and you can see all sorts of things down there that I think, uh, that I think can help you out. But yeah, the crappie bite is, uh, is doing well, uh, you know, little crappie minnows, things like that. Uh, if you want to go for the bluegills, maybe, you know, just small little jigs and, you know, some waxies, uh, maybe a, a leech or something like that. But, and you've got, and the cool thing is you've got plenty of places to, to go as well. Uh, some of the back, backwater areas are, are doing very well. Um, places, if you've been to places that have been productive, you know, during the, the year, uh, during the open water season, yeah, there's going to be fish in there. Um, you know, Lake on Alaska is a great place to try, um, areas, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like, like those backwater areas, but again, uh, down by, uh, maybe down by Brownsville, Stoddard area, uh, those areas in there, those are always going to be productive, uh, certainly throughout the ice fishing season, early season, I'm sure is going to be the same way. So get on out there and enjoy it. Got a good weekend for it. I'm hoping to do some as well this, uh, maybe not this weekend, but certainly during the coming week. I said I got vacation. I can't wait. But anyhow, I'll report back to you on how things go next weekend with uh, another edition of WKTY Outdoors. So until then, you have a great weekend. Make it a safe one if you are headed out. And we'll see you next Saturday on WKTY Outdoors. Wisconsin Sports League. WKTY Lacrosse, 96.7 FM, 580 AM.